What is up, Oasis family? Aaron here, and I am so excited to have this opportunity to deliver this word that I believe that God has given me specifically for you in this very moment. We don't believe in a coincidence. We don't believe in any accidents. We believe that you were meant to hear this message at this very specific time. And with that being said, before I get started, um, I just wanna thank Pastor Julian and Christina for giving me this opportunity to share my gift to the world. And not just to the world, but more importantly, to your people, Lord. And I've been coming to Oasis now for six years. And the first time I have ever met Julian was actually six years ago around this time in a little thing we used to have called Growth Track. Come on, Growth Track, let's go, Growth Track. So it was interesting because I've been coming to Oasis for seven years. So I moved to LA from Detroit. Uh, the summer of 2015. And Oasis is the only church I've ever been to in LA and it's been my church home ever since. And this one particular day, the first time I ever met Julian, he gave me the greatest icebreaker I could ever have in front of 20 strangers. Yeah. He looked at me dead in the face and he said, Aaron is called to be an evangelist. So what he told me. And it was in that very moment, I was lost, I was confused, <laughs> And to be honest, I was a little bit threatened, but that's what Julian does. And what I didn't know in that moment that I know right now, that he was speaking life into my destiny. Yeah. And so I want to give him um, just an extreme amount of gratitude and thanks for believing in me and for leading me to this very day right Amen. here. So uh, before we get started, um, we are talking about prayer. And it's only right that I believe that we start with the prayer. So I just want to make sure that our minds, our hearts, and our spirits are in the right place at this very moment to receive whatever God has for you today. Heavenly Father, we come to you today to say thank you for your grace and mercy, Lord. I wanna thank you for just bringing my brother and sister here today. Lord, I know life is hard, but we know that you are greater. And I'm declaring in Jesus' mighty name that whatever message that you have for them, that you are gonna remove the pride, the ego, and the want for me to sound perfect, the right for me to sound incredible, the right for me to sound dope and just allow you to speak through me, to connect to them through the technology and give them the message that they need to hear in this very moment. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so let's uh, get straight to it, all right? Um, I wanna address the rumors right now. It's true. You're seeing me right now in a living color. I know you see me before. It is true. I am the COO of Light skinned incorporated i know oh yeah I'm, I'm i'm coo you know and i, I just want to let you know that right now we are winning and okay. drake just dropped an album okay. okay so everyone is dancing and laughing and crying at the exact same time wow. steph curry clay thompson just won another championship and your boy is right here so we are taking internships we are taking uh, newcomers, new members. Just make sure you go Oasis, LA. No, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Uh, we're going to have a good time today. Um, so when I, was, when I was going to God in prayer and asking him, what are one or two things that you want to use me today in this very moment to connect to your son or daughter today? And I was meditating on the word. I was in deep prayer and reflection, and I believe he told me these two things. The first of which is the most important, which is 
He loves you so much. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. I don't know if you've heard it recently. I don't know if you've ever heard it in your life from your family or your friends or your significant other, but I'm here to remind you and encourage you that God loves you so much, so much so, that he wanted to remind you that everything he creates in this world, in this world, is intended to succeed and to thrive. There is nothing that he makes, nothing that is meant to fail. God is the ultimate God of abundance. He is the ultimate God of authority and victory. And we are all made in his image. So if you're watching this right now and you feel lost, you feel confused, you feel like you don't know where life is taking you, I wanna to submit to you to give yourself a round of applause right now because God created you right now to succeed and thrive at the level of your assignment. The second thing that he wanted me to talk about, which is the reason I believe I was chosen to give this message today, and that is that prayer is about finding your true identity. Now, identity, by definition, goes as this. It's the fact of being who or what a person or a thing is. So by definition, identity is knowing who you are on the inside and out. And I can tell you right now with complete certainty and clarity that the reason I believe God led me here at this very moment was because he knew that it was because of me not knowing my identity, me not knowing who I was, it led me to prayer. Wow. Growing up, uh, I have a huge family, okay? Big family, huge, huge <laughs> family, okay? No. I am the youngest of six brothers, all boys. Wow. So you can imagine the testosterone, the wrestling, <laughs> the bravado, the anger, the aggression that was going on in my household. Now, with that being said, there was also an issue that I had with being seen because all of my brothers are significantly older than I am. My oldest brother being 15 years older and um, the brother who was closest to my age, who is no longer with us, may Ian rest in peace, was five years older than me. So growing up, I had this crazy self-awareness mm -hmm. at 10 years old that I had to do the most just to be seen mm -hmm. because I grew up the last to do anything. I'd be the last to go to high school, I'd be the last to go to prom. I'd be the last to homecoming. I'd be the last to play sports. I'd be the last to get a scholarship, the last to go to college, the last to drive, and the last to shave, so on and so forth. Wow. So I grew up with this mentality early on that there's nothing special about me at all because everyone's already done what I'm trying to do at this very moment. And it was because of that that I grew an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was. And sometimes when you don't know who you are, you like to settle for things that's more comfortable. And if my, uh, my teammate would do me the honors of passing me something that I lost my identity in, oh, come on, let's go skills. So for those of you that don't know, this is a basketball. Um, <clears throat> this is something that I latched onto my entire life from when I was a kid to when I was 21, 22 years old. Wow. 
You see, when you grow up with identity issues, when you grow up not knowing who you are in this world, you latch onto things. And what ended up happening for me was because I didn't know my value, because I didn't know my worth, because I didn't think I was being seen, I equated love with performance. So I thought that the more I performed on the court, the more worthy I was going to be, the more deserving I was going to be of love, the more deserving I was going to be of attention. And so if I score 30, everything was good. But if I score 10, everything was bad. Right? So every single day of my life, my life was governed by this basketball. My identity was in this ball. Because this was the only thing at that point in time that I felt like would not leave me nor forsake me because I was in 100% control of holding on to this thing at all times. Right? So over time, as you can imagine, I'm not in the NBA right now. So clearly, this ball did not work out like I wanted to. But what ends up happening, and this is what I want to talk to you about today, when you are living a life not through the eyes of how God sees you, because here's the thing, in order for you to know who you are, you have to first know whose you are. And I lived my life being a thing. And because I didn't know that I was a son and a child of God, I thought that I was just a basketball player. And when basketball didn't work out, clearly it didn't work out, I lost my identity again. So now I have to find my identity in something else. So now this basketball doesn't work out, thank you. I gotta find my identity in other things and so on and so forth. And you go from one thing to the next, to the next, and to the next, until fast forward in 2012, 13, you have a panic attack. You have all these emotions and feelings bubbling up on the inside that at some point in time, you're going to crack. And what I want this message to do today is I want this message for the Holy Spirit to speak through to me, to get to you today, that's watching this, not by coincidence, to understand that as soon as you realize your identity and how God sees you, you will get your identity and how you see you and everything else would open up bigger than you can ever even imagine. Because here's the thing. In Jeremiah 1, verse 5, it reads as follows. The Lord's message came to me, this is Jeremiah talking, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I chose you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. Now, the reason why this is important is because Jeremiah was struggling with severe confidence issues, okay, at that time. And maybe you're someone that's also struggling with confidence and your, your belief that you can actually perform at a high level. The one thing I've learned about scripture as I'm continuing my journey along the way. Guys, I am not an ordained minister. I am not an ordained pastor. I'm someone that gave his life to Christ in 2014, and I'm living my day, my days from here on out to live the life that God intended me to be so I can succeed and thrive in my assignment, okay? And, but the one thing that I've learned, there's two things I learned as I grew in my faith walk was there are two things that are very important in scripture, and that is the order of which things are said, Okay, and that's verbiage, words, okay? So I want you to catch this. God tells Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I chose you. Let's stop right there. The first thing he wanted him to know was whose he was. Mm -hmm. 
It wasn't who he was. It wasn't what he was called to do. The first thing he told him was whose he was first. To give him the comfort and the feeling that you are made for this specific moment. See, some of us think that your identity is in your birth certificate. It's your first name, it's your middle, it's your last name. But I'm here to remind you that before you were named, you had a name. Come on. And it was a son and it was a daughter of the Most High. Okay? Now check this out. Stay with me. The second thing he said was, before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. After he identified where he came from, he told him what he was called to do. Right? And if it worked back then, it's definitely going to work right now. Okay? So this message on prayer, I had a title for it. I don't even know if it's going to be there, but uh, I called it the prayer and the pivot. And prayer by definition in the English language goes as follows. It's an address to God in word or thought. So basically what that means is it's you talking to God verbally out loud, or you talking to God quietly in your mind. Look, what we always do right now, right? But along this journey of preparing this message that I believe God had on my heart for you, God challenged me with going a little deeper. And it was in that that he led me to get some more historical references to what prayer means. So he led me to the Hebrew connotation of what prayer is. Now, stay with me and catch this. I want you to get this into your spirit. In Hebrew, the act of prayer, it is understood to be an introspection that results in the bonding between the creature and the creator as a child would bond with his or her father, okay? The basis of prayer, if you don't get anything else that I say, I want you to get this into your spirit right now. The basis of prayer is relationship. It's relationship. It's dialogue, right? If you think of any successful relationship you've ever had, friendships, um, dating, marriage, business, whatever the case is, the more you guys are in better relationship with one another, the more successful and the more that relationship is going to thrive, right? Because God created us to succeed and to thrive. So if we're not succeeding and if we're not thriving, then something is going on in our life that's not operating the way it was intended to be. Okay? Now check this out. No one wants to be in a relationship that's one-sided. Absolutely not. And I guarantee you, you pull out your phone right now. You have someone in your text log, in your phone log, that every time they call you, they're only hitting you up because they need something. They're not calling to check on you. They're not calling to pray for you. They're not calling to ask you for coffee or lunch or dinner or breakfast. How's your mind? How's your heart? How's your family? How's your dog? Right. They only call you when they absolutely need something for themselves and it's draining. And some of you guys have your emotional bank account balance on overdraft right now because you got people in your life that have access to your emotional pin code whenever they want. I'm just gonna leave that there. I'm gonna let that sit. I'm gonna let that sit. Because it's deep, guys. Now, if you don't want to be in a relationship like that, which we don't, then why do we treat God the same way? Why do we only come to him 
when we absolutely need something. That's not a relationship. That's one-sided. Yeah. Prayer is about relationship. And as I was doing this message, the Lord led me to three points on how to have a successful praying relationship. And number one is proximity. The closer you are in proximity to the person that you're in relationship with, the more, for better or for worse, they rub off on you. Okay? We're not talking about toxic relationships. We're talking about the relationship. And the closer that you get in proximity to God, the more his ways, his thoughts, his dreams, his visions for you rub off on you. Proximity is everything. My mom can call me right now. Gloria Jean can call me right now from an unidentified number. I don't know what the number is. And I can pick up the phone and she says, Aaron, I immediately know who it is. I don't need to see her name on my phone. I don't need to see the number that I know. I have 35 years of being in close proximity with my mom that she can call me from any number and I know that voice. Some of you know your favorite artist's music, the voice of those songs, more than you know God's voice. Now, I'm an Eminem stan. When Lose Yourself comes on, I'm on it. I know it. I don't need to see his face on my Spotify. I don't need to see his face on Apple. I recognize his voice. And there was a point in my life where I recognized his lyrics more than God's words. Proximity is everything. The more that we are around something, the more that we build a relationship, Uh right? You know each other's language. You know each other's Uh likes and your dislikes. You can kind of read each other without saying anything. You can only get that through proximity. You can't get that being far away. And guess what? God never leaves you and he will never forsake you. So if we feel that we're out of frequency, guess who moved? Mm, It's our responsibility to get in proximity with our heavenly father through prayer. The second thing, which is probably one of the hardest ones, is consistency. Mm -hmm. Consistency is the act of being constant. No matter what's going on, whether you see your prayers manifesting in the way that you like, you are showing up no matter what. Because what we like to do sometimes, we pray and then we expect it to be answered right now. Some of you guys are treating God like it's Aladdin. It's a genie thing. You're not praying like these. You're praying like these. Wow. And I want to submit to you that in this walk, in this journey of discovering your true identity of who God has called you to be with the intention for you to succeed and thrive in your calling and in your assignment, you're going to have to be consistent in your prayer. Because when you're in close proximity and you're showing up no matter what it feels like, It's just like working out, guys. You're not going to feel like going to every workout. You're not going to feel like it. But showing up despite how you feel is what the breakthrough in your body, in your mind, in your health comes after that. If we only did things when we felt like it, we wouldn't accomplish anything. Consistency paired with being in proximity adds so much superpower to how God is going to move in your life proximity. In Romans 12, verse 12, it says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Mm -hmm. Guys, he's telling us right then and there that prayer is something that we have to be vigilant 
We have to be consistent with, no matter what's going on around us, no matter what we're saying, no matter what we're seeing, if we're seeing anything work in our favor or not, we have to be consistent in showing up in our prayer life. And the last thing, which is probably the most difficult out of them all, that's why I saved it for the end, and get ready, I'm gonna take a sip of water here. The last one, guys, was the hardest one for me to ever grasp, and it's still difficult to this day. And that is the act of submission. Prayer is about the release of control. When you are praying and you're asking God to move in your life, whether you know it or not, what you're telling him is, the thing that's on my heart that I cannot fix, because let's, let's, let's just get it out the way. If you knew how to fix it, you wouldn't be praying about it. So the fact that you're praying about it lets you know that this is something that is beyond your control. But we're human beings. We want to control absolutely everything. That's what we want to do, right? We want to be able to know the who, the what, the when, the where, the how, the why of everything. But if we were to operate like that, that means that we cannot operate in faith. Faith is the ability to step out in things that you cannot see, but trust that it's there. And if we're trying to hold on to absolute control, that means we cannot operate through faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. There is a difference between vision and sight. Sight is something where I'll believe it when I see it. Vision says, I believe it despite what I see. And God wants you to operate through your vision and not through your sight. So when we're praying, we're asking God to take this thing that we have on the inside that has us feeling anxious, that has us feeling worried, that has us feeling confused, that has us feeling like we're just in the wilderness all by ourselves. I'm giving it to you because I cannot control this thing anymore. Everything I try is not working. I try to do this, it didn't work. Every relationship I get in, it fails. Every job I go to, I get fired. My money is running low. My health is dropping. Lord, I need you right now. And God's saying, but you got to give it to me. The fact that you are worried and anxious is an indicator that you haven't let it go. Yeah. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God, when I was dealing with severe anxiety, worry, and depression of who I was, where was I going, what did God call me to do, I had to realize that this scripture was telling me that those feelings that I had were not his. They weren't. What you're feeling right now the concerns of will it work out, the concerns of if this is for me, the concerns of can I do this, can I provide for my family, can I be a great influence to my son or daughter, those are not God's thoughts. It's not. But we gotta learn to submit. And sometimes what we do, we pray and we think that we're actually submitting, but we're waiting for God to deliver the prayer in the way that we want it done. And we're only gonna look in this one direction. So I'm praying to God, I'm asking you to change my life. I'm asking you to come in and give me a massive breakthrough, but I want you to do it the way that I want it done. I'm not gonna move. I'm not gonna look to my left. I'm not gonna look to my right. I'm gonna look dead in the spot that I want it done. Because a part of God working in our lives, we have to submit the way that we think about things. 
If God is bigger than our own understanding and we want God to answer our prayers in the way that we want, then I want to submit to you that the way that you think it should be answered is not the way that God wants it done. Because you're thinking it according to your current level of understanding. Your current comfort level, your current convenient level, what used to work, but God is doing a new thing in your life. Guys, when I first came to Oasis, I used to sit at the balcony at the very top, at the six o'clock service, back when we had them joints. I would show up at 6.30, I would miss praise and worship. Sorry guys, I was that dude. I would miss praise and worship. That was me, I'm sorry. The place where I was mentally and spiritually, I just wanted a motivational talk. That's what I wanted. I didn't want to get God. I wanted to feel better in the moment, right? So I wanted to get my temporary fix and I wanted to go back to doing what I was doing, right? Six years later, your boy is right here at this very moment, letting God use me to get to you to help you see yourself the way God saw and sees you. The way that Julian saw me six years ago is the same way that God sees you and it's the same way that I see you right now. Prayer, guys, leads to relationship with the person who formed you, who shaped you, and who created you. Prayer is the way. If you take your iPhone, look, if you have a Samsung, look, this is not for you, okay? We're going to lay hands on you afterwards. Put it in the chat. I got Samsung. We'll make sure we kick you out the chat, okay? But if I have an issue with my iPhone externally, I can take it to T-Mobile. I can take it to Verizon. I can take it to AT&T because they can fix cracks. But when there's something going on on the inside, and I take it to T-Mobile, Sprint, Verizon, they're gonna tell me to do what? Take it to the maker, which is Apple. We can only deal with the outside. The maker deals with the inside. So some of you guys have to understand that in this time of angst, in this time of confusion, in this time of feeling the things that God didn't intend for you to feel, you're gonna to have to stop submitting your problems to your T-Mobile friends. And you're gonna to have to take and cast these issues to the apple of your eye and the creator of your destiny because only he can help you see the way that he sees you and also the way that you see yourself because the way that he sees you, like he creates everything in this world with the intention to succeed to thrive, to elevate his kingdom and your assignment. But you have to be in proximity, you have to be consistent, and you have to be willing to submit the worries and the cares on your heart to him and trust through faith that what he has for you is greater than you can ever even imagine. And the last thing I wanna say The fact that I'm standing here looking at you right now, if you never thought prayer works, I'm here to tell you I'm a manifestation that prayer works in real time. If I can do it, without a doubt, you can too. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you 
for your Holy Spirit. I want to say thank you for just using me to connect to whomever needed to hear this message through technology and through that screen. Lord, we know that your ways are greater than our ways and that the plans that you have for us are bigger than we can ever imagine. But sometimes we get in our way and when we allow doubts, fears, our past worries, or anxiety to get in the way that's blocking us. But Lord, you know that no man, no thing can stop the destiny that you have for us, but we can mentally block ourselves. So I'm declaring in Jesus' mighty name that whoever needs to break the chains of anxiety, of depression, of stress, of fear, of worry, of doubt, and everything in between, those chains are being broken right now as we speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you guys so much. Be safe, be blessed, and remember, God is for you, and when he is for you, nothing else matters. Love you. Take care. Mm -hmm.